this is the in focus podcast from the hindu hello and welcome to another edition of the in focus podcast i'm your host g sampath 18 year old chess prodigy r pragnananda has finished as runner up in the chess world cup he held world number 1 magnus carlsen to two consecutive draws in classical chess the match then went to a tie break where carlsen won 1.5 to 0.5 now this is the first time since v anand that an indian has reached the final of the chess world cup and pragnananda is the third youngest player to ever achieve this feat so what does this achievement mean for india how do we rate his performance in this tournament as a whole and what is it that separates carlsen from the rest of the field we discuss all these questions and more in this episode of in focus and we are joined by rakesh rao the hindu's deputy sports editor rakesh good to have you back thanks a lot sampath it's always good to be talking to you on this show Rakesh, uh, to start with, how how would you rate uh, Pragnananda's performance throughout this tournament? We've we've heard and we've seen that he has beaten some top players, and he is, I think, one of the lowest seeded players ever to make the finals. So, how do you assess his route uh, to the finals? See, first of all, nobody expected him to go this far. He was ranked thirty first in a field of two hundred and six. so that gives you an idea of the of the kind of field in which he was now being a top 50 player uh or gave him a first round by like you know the i mean like gukesh and a few others and uh, he joined the field in the second round so that means he still had to play seven rounds because it was a eight round tournament now if you look at his journey yes he was expected to uh, beat a few names which he did but his big ones i mean is you know the kind of uh, i mean for him the biggest title i mean the biggest clash up was the one against uh, the second seed nakamura now nakamura uh, that was a time when world really you know sat up and took note of him till that point it was okay i mean he is considered one of the one of the best names uh, in the world the upcoming uh, you know that whole uh, uh, whole group of uh, youngsters who are making waves so he was one among them but the way he played against nakamura i think that is what caught the attention of the world now why i am uh, you know repeating this name nakamura is because he is the one i mean he's one player whom you know magnus carlsen beats him and that makes magnus happy now magnus is not usually happy by playing against opposition which is weak and he doesn't make uh, too much out of it but his his clashes against uh, nakamura uh, you know i've been followed by the chess world very closely and uh, you can't be too sure whether carlsen is going to win against nakamura now against a person of such such repute and of course the second strongest player in the field as per the rating goes this guy uh, you know draws two games against him takes him to the first rapid uh, tiebreaker and beats him 2-0 i mean this is something which was unthinkable everybody thought that okay after the first game nakamura will come very hard at prague but that didn't happen nakamura was again on on the defensive of course he was desperate but uh, it was prague who was calling the shots even in the second game so he wasn't playing for a draw 
Prague was playing for a win. So he was playing the position, not the opposition, not the opponent, not the kind of situation where, you know, Nakamura had to win. Prague just looked at the board and played and played brilliantly. So that is where the world really took note of it. And not just that. What happened immediately, uh, you know, after the game ended, was something beautiful. It was, uh, which is not really seen. And that is one of the talking points of this World Cup. Uh, Magnus Carlsen was also playing his, you know, like his match alongside. So the moment he saw Prague finish his match 2-0, and Nakamura was all set to leave. Uh, Carlson left his game, got up from his chair, walked up to Prague and congratulated him and said something to him. And later on, when he was asked, what was it that you, I mean, so special that you, you know, you left your match, an ongoing game, a World Cup game, and then you go and congratulate somebody like that, which normally doesn't happen in chess. Now, what Carlson had to share after that was really, really nice. He said, I, I, I told him, Prague, you know, everybody wants to be like you. Now, he was asked again, why did you say this? So, Carlson said, look, uh, Ramesh is the coach of uh, Prague. And uh, now, at this point in time, Ramesh is in my country. He was in Oslo, training a bunch of uh, trainees who train uh, in the academy or an academy supported by Magnus Carlson. So, Carlson engaged Ramesh to coach these kids. And Ramesh has this habit of telling the youngsters, you know, come on, now be like Prague or think like Prague. So, this became so common that those, those trainees apparently told, told, uh, you know, uh, told this man, uh, the champion, Magnus, that, you know, this is what Ramesh keeps saying. So, uh, you know, <laughs> Carlson carried it to Prague and said it, look, we all want to be like you. So that's, I think, is is really, I mean, it speaks of, uh, you know, the champion's attitude. And I mean, he made it look so, so nice. And uh, that was what happened. Now, thereafter, once this news also came out that Carlsen, uh, what he had to say to Prague, and then, of course, the next match against Arjun, which, which went all the way. Prague was trailing 0-1 and then uh, he bounced back to win the second game to take it to the tiebreaker. And there, he led twice, but Arjun hit back on both the occasions. So it became four-all. And then finally, in a three-minute game, you know, it was uh, Prague who kept his school and he beat Arjun. Now, a lot of Indian grandmasters who were watching the game, I had spoken to them uh, during the course of the tournament. And they all said that probably the best match for Prague was against Arjun. Uh, that is because it was filled with tension. And uh, both the players were going at each, at each other. Um, I mean, and these two are supposed to be best of friends. Before their game, uh, I mean, on the eve of their uh, first match, they both went for a walk. And that picture became you know, like viral all over. That said, okay, you know, less than a day to go for your game and you're taking a stroll together. And uh, then, of course, that match went off very well. I mean, I can describe that game as, you know, as, as you're watching an exciting film with, uh, with uh, popcorn in your hand, you can actually enjoy that game that way. Because it was like a thriller, absolute. Uh, you know, I mean, I mean because the, the level of excitement was such that you could see that the players, after a point, you could see their hands shaking as they were holding their uh, pieces. It, it went up to that extent. So uh, that was a tough game for uh, Prague. 
and thereafter he took out the the third seed uh, fabiano now fabiano had quietly sneaked into the semi finals without getting much attention he said he i mean he's currently the second strongest uh, in the world uh, because uh, yeah, nakamura has slipped a bit so nakamura is currently third and uh, karwana is two so karwana was playing brilliantly he wasn't facing too much of problems so everybody thought that okay uh prag will have a tough call here but of course the way prag played uh, yes he was he was uh, at least twice he were he was in very inferior positions which he had to defend well so that particular game after it uh, saw fold ross you know it was more of uh prag defending the position so at till that point karwana was still dominating he was the one who looked superior but came that i mean you know once we reached the the third set of games uh, in the tie break then of course it was quite clear that prag uh, held uh, you know i mean he had that advantage because karwana has made no secret of this fact that look i don't like shorter formats i like the full fledged classical time controller games so uh, we all were rooting for prag because we knew that every time the format became shorter and shorter prag's chances grew more and more so and that is exactly how it happened in the first game when he beat him to the lead and then thereafter uh, that's i mean he could have actually actually like won the second one also but the second one ended in a draw and that was the end of it so these were all tough games now then it was magnus carlsen waiting for uh, prag this is where you know the classical game everybody thought that you know carlsen will go and finish it off in two he didn't need any rapid games but it became very clear that uh, magnus carlsen wasn't well then after the first game he said that he had suffered from foot poisoning uh, after a semi final game and uh, of course he looked very low he wasn't looking his usual self and uh, somehow he just drew the first one rather easily the second one of course was a was a cake walk for both because it was very clear after the fifth move that they were going for a draw and this is what was shared by both the people after the game Uh, Rakesh, I just wanted to, uh, Rak, I just wanted to interrupt you to ask one question. So uh, it was very clear uh, before the final that Carlson uh, was not very well. He had uh, had food poisoning, so uh, it was clear that he was clear that he was going to go for a draw in the classical format, at least in the first game, if not in both, which is what happened. So knowing this, do you think uh, Prague could have, you know, gone all out and you know try to extend the match? uh you know make it go go uh, last a bit longer so that you test carlson stamina and so on or was it not possible because carlson had shut all doors pretty efficiently yeah see if you if you look at the position if you can read the position it was very clear that this this particular opening opening you know like lines and all it normally leads to a drawn end game doesn't necessarily mean that uh, it would end in a draw because it depends on one one of the two players making moves of i mean if they can't uh, you know find the moves of optimum strength then it need not be a draw once you when you say that you know this looks like a drawn end game you are assuming that both players are going to play accurate moves so here what happened the position was so dry that there was nothing uh, i mean no i mean even if prag wanted to stretch it or to put uh, carlsen under pressure he couldn't because he couldn't get the position on the board like the series of exchanges in the first game or even in the second you should have resources on the board so if magnus i mean uh, if uh, if uh, prag actually knew it but 
I don't think any player would take that chance against uh, against even a half fit Magnus Carlsen. If it's going for a draw, you normally you don't want to. I mean, you don't think that this guy is feeling so bad, and I mean, he's feeling so low on energy that he's going to make these mistakes. So that's why the second game, if you recall, the uh, four nights defense is quite a is quite a. I mean, it's not something which you see very often. But uh, after the fifth move, the exchange of exchange of nights, it it actually leads to a series of exchanges. That's why by the you know like by the time the game ended in just thirty moves. both players had a bishop each and six pawns each that's all all the pieces were off the board so it normally doesn't happen right in the, in the tie break uh, rakesh show yeah, i mean i was just following the whole discussion on twitter and before the tie break everybody was giving pragnananda a, a good chance some somewhere even saying 50 51 49 he tends to fare well in the shorter format and he has beaten carlson before right in the shorter format as well so Like, do you think he had chances to sort of uh, take the fight to Carlson in the tiebreak, but did he miss anything? In the tiebreak, see what happened. If you look at the first game, it was quite even. I mean, it was like as Carlson himself admitted that he was taken by surprise in the opening, and some of the kingside play that you see, uh, Carlson wasn't convincing at that point in time. But what happened was Prague didn't manage his time well. That's what I, you know, I feel that. Magnus found the moves which were not exactly the best moves. Uh, I mean, the best move suggested by the computer, but he still found moves which are strong enough, which made Prague think. And once he started consuming time, now that was not good news because uh, the difference between the two was quite a bit. I mean, he had a couple of minutes left, and you know, Prague was playing on seconds. So that is where I think around the thirty thirty ninth move because you have to do forty moves. I mean, I mean, you know that. I mean, not exactly the time control. I'm saying around the fortieth move because that is what you are mentally tuned to when you are playing a classical game. He was rushing. He had to finish the. Uh, you know, I mean, he just wanted to gain some some increment time. But what happened? He played at least two moves on impulse. and that is where magnus was alert enough to to go after him no what do you mean by no rakesh uh, just 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 to interrupt what what do you mean by he played two moves on impulse because i wanted to explain this a little because this is a 25 minute uh, tie break right so you said prags had like 10 or 11 seconds left and he had to make 10 or 11 moves so how do you know whether it's an impulse because even if you make one no 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 he didn't he have to make any moves he just had to gain it wasn't like he had to make a certain number of moves he wanted to make moves to gain time what he thought was an obvious move he played on impulse and that was not the best you know it wasn't that he was trying to chase a number of moves a stipulated number of moves had to be made because these are rapid games when you have stipulation that is in the classical games then you have to finish 40 moves before 90 minutes plus you know that uh, increment time which you have for every single move that you make here he he just thought because he was low on time certain moves he thought like he pushed the pawn on the king side which he thought was a was a natural move to make so he quickly played it but that was not the best option actually so at least twice it happened and then he created weakness on the queen side then he actually let uh, you know carlson's rook enter his territory and then of course that fatal mistake of you know getting his bishop trapped so overall when you see it was more i mean if if you were to ask me on you know the decisive difference between the two in this particular game i think it was pragnananda's time management 
there, there was not so much on the board which was happening, but he took time. He took a little more time. Maybe this was a pressure. And this is what I think uh, Carlson also said later that uh, this was a victory for of, of experience. That means he had the experience. The man himself had the experience, but the youngster didn't have so much. So that is where, and and I think uh, Carlson put it very beautifully. I mean, in the in the end, and very aptly also, that you know that was that was the time when he got the advantage, not because he was playing well. He was admitting that right through. I, I didn't find the find the best moves, but thanks to Prague and his impulse, and which doesn't normally happen, which which Carlson underlined. He said uh, Prague is not the player who plays on impulse. He plans and he, you know, he knows what he's going to do over the next five moves or whatever. But I think this situation or this particular situation in that game, in the first game, he took the pressure to himself, I think. That is where, uh, uh, you know, he couldn't manage his time well. And that in turn forced him to play faster. Yeah. Right. So, so yeah, as you said, uh, I mean, the, the difference uh, could be, uh, was perhaps Carlson's experience. Carlson himself underlined that fact. But I was also interested uh, what you thought of uh, the tweet by Susan Polgar. She says, uh, she has tweeted saying that the difference between the two players was that uh, Pragnananda needed to work on his end game a little bit more. And that's where Carlson was able to sort of score. Do you think Indian players in general and Pragnananda maybe also, their end game is not at, up to the you know level at which Carlson uh, is in order to be able to beat him? Is that an area of improvement, would you say? Certainly, yes, but not in this game. Uh, you know, if uh, what Susan probably means is that tomorrow, if uh, you know uh, this guy has to be at the level of Magnus, he has to work on his end game. No doubt about it. It's not because Strugnananda's uh, end game is bad, because Carlson has worked so deep when it comes to end games, and that is where he thrives. In any dry position, he can, he cannot, he will not agree for a draw. He'll make you sit on the board for hours together make you think, tire you out because he knows that the deeper he goes into the end game, he thinks he has a better chance because all because of his hard work. The hours that he has put in in sharpening the skills uh, of you know end game techniques or to handle a situation or to read a certain pattern on the board. Now that is what makes him so different. I mean so different. So but in this particular uh, game, I don't think uh, the, I mean, uh, the end game skills of uh, of Carlson came to the fore. No, that didn't happen. Uh, you know, if if Carlson, if uh, Pragnananda's uh, end game technique was a little flawed or something, he wouldn't have gone this deep into the tournament. This is a knockout tournament where you are playing different time controls in one game, like uh, one against uh, Arjun. He played. 90 minutes, he played 25 minutes, he played 10 minutes, he played 5 minutes. I mean, you can just imagine, I mean, it got closer and closer, it came down to 3 minutes. And for that 3-minute game, Pragnananda arrived 30 seconds late, which was a shocker. But he still won that. So what I'm trying to say is that in this particular thing, Susan Polgar did say that, but I don't think in this particular tournament, it, it, was, it was, you know, like evident that this guy needed to work. Yes, if tomorrow, if Rug has to play the candidates. He has to uh, go armed with far better in-game techniques. Right. So, that, that was my uh, last question for this episode, Rakesh. I was going to ask you. So, finishing as runner-up in this uh, tournament would mean that uh, Prague has qualified for the candidates. So, what does this mean for uh, Prague going forward? Like, when does the candidates tournament start? 
Uh, does it uh, end with a match against uh, Dinglirain? And and usually the world champion does not play this FID World Cup. Is that how it is? Isn't that why Dinglirain is not playing this? Not necessarily. No, no, no. They are directly seeded. You can you can choose not to play. That's a different. So Dinglirain uh, chose not to play this tournament. Yeah, he chose not to play this tournament. For example, Magnus Carlsen, being a world champion, has played the World Cup in the past. Okay, but he has never won it before. But he has never won it. Yeah, never won it before. Yeah. Okay, so how 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 do you think uh, Prague, Prague is going to prepare? Like, what does it mean to be uh, someone who is qualified for candidates? Yeah, candidates means you have eight players. Uh, I I am also hoping that at least one Indian sneaks in. uh because there are still four spots to go and uh prag for him this is this is a huge step i think he's relieved number one uh he knows what it means because this is the this is the gateway for you to uh become a world champion uh that means first you top this eight player field uh to become the challenger to the to the current world champion who is dinglerin from china and uh should he win the candidates uh, which is not impossible by the way we are going to see uh, uh you know uh, there there will be a match but what it means is that first indian in so many years after anand to be there among the elites and to compete for the world crown now this has never happened in a lot of people's you know like lifetime if if i were to say that uh, and uh, prag seems ready for it you know although he has 6 months to go for it he'll be preparing pretty hard that is to be expected but he has already made a statement that look i am not intimidated by any of the top names i mean he is ranked around 30th in the world in the current world i mean i mean in the you know like live ratings he's around 30 now now when we talk about the world's elite we are talking about the top 10 he'll break through he'll definitely be there like gukesh is already in there now for him he has the game and and he has earned the respect of the elite of the world so nobody is going to take him lightly and prag knows that you know he has you know actually made it on his own steam and uh, he won't get intimidated intimidated by the occasion rakesh will magnus also be playing the candidates uh, tournament no he will not now now since you asked me that yesterday he made it very clear because somebody asked him uh, you know uh, do we see you back uh, in the world championship cycle his answer was no he said that what is what will it take to have you back in the world championship he said one thing the time control has to be shorter and we should have at least two games in one day and these two things have to happen he says unless these two things happen I, and i'm not putting any pressure on the world body or anybody to change the format i'm not interested but if if you don't you know adhere to these two things i can't even consider coming back so he doesn't and he has already declared that he is not going to play the candidates although he is qualified uh, so that also means that uh, the person who lost the match for the third place abaso now he is going to be there uh, by default because uh, magnus's spot becomes vacant and number 4 becomes number 3 and top 3 spots will be taken by uh, you know it will be prag 1 karwana 2 and uh, the azerbaijani three so these three spots are already decided because magnus is sticking to that stand that i'm not going to return to the world championship cycle so what about the remaining five slots who will be how will how will those be decided that will be that will be decided later because you have two spots uh, from the fide grand prix then you have the uh, you know the highest ranked player then you have the 
player with the highest ranking uh, from the fide cycle so there'll be like uh, still four spots to go right one last question rakesh uh, before i let you go i i i was just reading some media reports uh, following uh, carlson's victory and he said that the best game he played in the entire tournament was with gukesh against gukesh and he, yeah, yeah and right. he also said interestingly that gukesh is the strongest player in classical chess so i was just uh, curious to know what you make of these comments see he has immense respect for gukesh and prag in particular of course arjun also arjun uh, he knows arjun's strength and he was the one who predicted that just watch out just watch out for arjun he is going to make it big and he has so carlson when he says that india has these many names and they all have done well so he has predicted his predictions have come true now if that is the background if you go by that and if he says that look bukesh is the strongest classical chess player around better better take this statement seriously and if he says that my best game was against bukesh and he explains why his he, he also says that look gukesh is an extremely tough rival and that particular game uh, according to experts according to the you know the the best of engines in the world it says that the 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 move exploited by carlson it couldn't have been seen by a normal human being it was like a just another move but the continuation which carlson got was almost i mean it is not possible for a human to cite that kind of a mistake because it was not a normal um, in my, it was not a mistake if if his opponent was anyone other than magnus carlson probably gukesh would have walked away with an honorable draw it was just that carlson saw it saw the continuation and he played it that's what gives him so much of joy and he keeps saying that i think and that best sentence was he says he was unfortunate to play me on a day when uh, i was probably at my best <laughs> and he picks yeah. that one day in the last 24 days to play and he, and that is his in a way you know he's acknowledging the strength of gukesh when he says that it is unfortunate that he met me today otherwise of course you know i mean he says it could have been tough it could have been extremely tough if i had not seen that right those are the words of a true champion yeah true champion and 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 the best part is he is acknowledging the upcoming upcoming generation so well um he he takes the names of uh, prague abdul satarov gukesh these three at a certain level vincent kamer who troubled him the most in the tournament as the second rung of uh, players and he says that uh, players who who have been there from nine, uh, those born between 90 and 94 have dominated it for far long now we'll see an era of those born after 2004 that means these kids and he says uh, that uh, you know uh, chess is in good hands and as and when their time arrives they're going to take it so i mean he's talking like a veteran he's talking like an old man but uh, i mean make no mistake carlson is still very young uh, and uh, he has a few years left for sure it's just that uh, if he's not motivated enough we'll uh, you know then of course he's going to just say goodbye otherwise uh, carlson has it in him to last much longer than what he makes the world believe right i think we are lucky to have both a great world champion who is uh, gracious in victory and defeat as well which which defeats don't happen that often and it's also a great time uh, to be following chess in india because we've got so absolutely many absolutely talented yes. uh, youngsters which also means that they're going to be around for a long time so india is sort of all prime sort of uh, make a big 
big impact on see um, these four teenagers sampath four four teenagers you know prag gukesh arjun and nihal sarin brilliant uh, quartet and we are going to see a lot more and keep your eye on the upcoming asian games we have a pretty strong side there right that's a nice tip thank you so much rakesh uh, for your excellent observations and entertaining anecdotes as well uh, the bit about arjun and uh, prax going for a walk before their match is very interesting thanks a lot for sharing all of this look forward to catching up with you again on in focus pretty soon thank you thanks satan entirely my pleasure sampath thank you so much for having me on the show In Focus will be back soon with analysis of the biggest news issues. In the meantime, you can find our podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher and other platforms. Just search for In Focus by the Hindu. We'll see you soon.